Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today's no exception. We have a great guest all the way from Sarasota, Florida, my good friend, Rod Cleave. Welcome to the show. Hey, Victor. It's great to be here, my friend. We're going to have a lot of fun today. Absolutely. So, Rod, you've got a very interesting story. And, you know, for the listeners at home, this is going to be a little bit of the dark side of real estate investing because you've got a history, not all of it perfect. Why don't you give a little bit of your backstory, how you got into this particular segment and maybe some of the tough spots along the way? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, so I immigrated to this country from Holland when I was six years old with my mother's Vancha and my brother Albert. And we ended up in Denver, Colorado, where I lived for 30 years. And we really struggled when we lived here. I I ended up wearing hand-me-down clothes from the Goodwill and the Salvation Army all the way through junior high school. And you know, we ate expired food and drank powdered milk because that's frankly all we, you know, my mother could afford. But my mom had a great work ethic and she used her baby, she babysat kids uh, so we'd have enough money to eat. And uh, when I was 14, she took that babysitting money and purchased the house across the street from us when I was 14 for approximately $30,000, $34,000 in that range. And when I was 17, just a few years later, she told me she'd made $20,000 on that house while she slept. And I said, I said, what? I'm getting into real estate. So it had gone up in value that much, okay? And I'm getting into real estate. So I got my real estate license when I turned 18. You know, I made maybe about eight or $10,000 my first year. I made about 10 to 12,000 my second year. But my third year, I made over $100,000. And the reason I bring this up is, so what happened between year two and year three? Well, what happened and something that, that I discovered and now I've been studying for decades is the psychology of success and that success in anything is 80 to 90% mindset and psychology and only 10 to 20% the stuff you talk about on your great podcast here, Victor. And, and that's the, the technical stuff, the real estate stuff or the business stuff or the entrepreneurship stuff. Really, 80 to 90% of it is, is your ability or someone's ability to push through fear, take action and create that life they deserve, you know, get uncomfortable. If you fast forward to today, I've, I've owned over 2000 houses that I've rented long-term, multiple apartment complexes, in fact, we're closing on a thousand doors right now. Back in 2006, my net worth went up $17 million while I slept. If you want to do the math on that, it's like over $8,000 an hour. And of course I did. And, you know, I thought I was a real estate God, you know, I thought I could do no wrong in the real estate world. And, you know, my head got so big, I could barely fit it through a door. Whenever that happens, when people get a big head like that, God or the universe or whatever you believe will give them a smackdown. Well, that was 2008 for me. I got crushed in 2008 and I lost $50 million, uh, the 17 million I'd gained in 2006 and a whole lot more. It was, I call them seminars. It wasn't a failure. It's only a failure when something like that happens to you if you, if you don't get back up or you don't continue to grow or you don't learn. So it's, it was a seminar, but it was a, it was a very painful one, a $50 million seminar. And so maybe I could add some value to your listeners, Victor, if I could speak to what it took to recover from losing $50 million, because I thought I was set for life. Would you like me to expand on that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the things that I certainly definitely experience on a regular basis when I suffer setbacks in my projects, and it could be could be a small setback, whether it's a, a failed building inspection or even a larger setback, it might be a failed zoning application, whatever it might be, I almost always seem to find a solution. And I'm constantly reminded 
that it is really a mental game. It's not a technical game. Of course, the technical is important, but it really is figuring out how to get past that fear. It is so central. And it's one of those things that when you talk about it in generalities, people have a hard time connecting to it unless they can see themselves in that picture, I guess, is really what I'm saying. So yeah, definitely. Let's go into that. I think that'd be very valuable. Yeah. So, so I, I teach this at my live events. I teach it to my coaching students. Um, and that is, it's, it's this goal setting process. And I can do it very, very quickly. So let me do that with your listeners because it's very powerful. So if you're listening, guys, get a pen and paper and take a couple of quick notes. This is not like anything you've probably heard before. So what you do is you pick an hour when you have a lot of energy. Don't do it right after a meal. Make sure you're well hydrated and sit down and write down everything you could ever possibly want in life, okay? Write down the big, the stuff, all the, you know, the houses, the boats, the cars, the jet skis, the planes, whatever it is that you want, all the stuff. Write down how much money you want to make monthly from your real estate career, not just ultimately like in 10 years, but even within a year. How much do you want to be netting in a year from now? Write down how much money you want in the bank, how much you want your net worth to be. Write down, you know, all of those things. Write down where you want to travel. Write down maybe anything uh, that you want to do in life, like write a book or, you know, something like that. So just keep writing. And if you're analytical, don't stop to analyze it. Just keep writing. You can scratch it out later, but don't let the pen leave the paper. Everything you could think of. I'll tell you, Victor, people spend more time planning Christmas or a birthday than they do designing their lives. And this is designing your life. So, Write down all the things you can think of that you could ever possibly want in life. Just take the lid off your brain. Don't limit yourself. If you want a private island or a jet, write it down. It's not outside the realm of reality. That starts the process. It's what it does by writing down your goals. It triggers something called your reticular activating system, which is that filter in your brain that that filters out all the thousands of things that are happening all the time so that you hone in on the things that it thinks are most important to you. Like a great example of that would be when you buy a car, you never really noticed them anywhere and you buy the car, you see them everywhere. And they were there before, you just, your brain just picks up on it. So write down everything you could think of. When you can't think of another thing, then write, take it another step further and write down everything you want to learn. So write down, you know, maybe you want to learn a foreign language. Me, I want to learn how to fly a helicopter. I also want to learn how to play the drums. But what do you want to learn? Write that down. Then write down everyone you want to help or everything you want to help, what you're going to stand for. I bought my parents a house. I bought them a car. I took them on cruises. Who do you want to do something for? Maybe it's your family. Maybe it's your community. Whatever it is, write that down. Then this is everything you want to do, be, or have. It's not just the stuff. It's like a life plan, a life mission. And then once you're done with that, it's not real until it's measurable. So the next step is put a number by each goal, which is how many years it's going to take you to accomplish it. Put a one, a three, a five, a 10, or even a 20, the number of years. Remembering that as human beings, we will overestimate what we can accomplish in a year and massively underestimate what we can do in a decade. So keep that in mind. So, but don't, don't overthink this either. Just put a number down. Just best guess what you think it'll take. Then once you're done with that, pick your number one goal, the juiciest goal that if you got this goal, would be like, oh my God, this is incredible. That goal, pick that goal. And if there's a handful of them that are similar, similarly exciting, just pick one of them. It won't matter for what we're going to do next. So pick the number one goal, then pick your top three one-year goals. Okay. So you've got a total of four goals. Take those and put them on a separate sheet of paper. And we've just got a couple more steps here. Then put the 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 goal will drive you it will push you but i'm going to share something with you in a minute to help you realize that the happiness doesn't come from the goals it comes from progress the goal will drive you but it's the why 
that'll really drive you. So write down why it's an absolute must for you to achieve each one of those goals. So for example, so I can show my wife or husband what success looks like. So I can retire my wife or husband. So I can show my children what success looks like. And use emotionally charged words. Words are very powerful. Words have, a, have the ability to drive us like amazing, unbelievable. Write down so we can do whatever we want, whenever we want, go wherever we want, bring whoever we want. Whatever it is for you, write it down. The why, because the why is the fuel. All of this is the fuel. What I'm describing here is what I had to do to get past losing $50 million, and frankly, what I had to do to get there in the first place. I'm going to give you a couple more pieces here. So write down why it's an absolute must underneath each goal for you to achieve. It's not a should. It is an absolute must. Then the second piece is put some pain in there because we, as human beings, we will do more to avoid pain than gain pleasure. So write down what happens if you don't achieve the goal. Put, and make it painful so I don't feel like a failure, so I don't fail at life, so I don't fail my children, so I don't fail my wife, so I don't live a life of regret. Make it painful, again, because we will do more to avoid pain than gain pleasure. So use that to propel you, to push you, to get you past your fear and your limiting beliefs and get you uncomfortable because you're going to have to be a little uncomfortable to accomplish things that you want in life. I mean, it's okay. It's worth it. But, but this is the fuel that will do that. So then once you've got your whys written down, then the last piece is you must get pictures of your goals. You know, let me give you some quick examples of how I've used this. I didn't realize even what it was I was doing. You know, back when I was 18 and I got my real estate license, I got a four-door car. I got this bone-ugly Ford Ford Granada, this four-door Granada that I thought I had to have so I could show people houses. And it was so ugly. But I, I worked with a guy that had a Corvette. And I, and I just thought that was the most amazing thing I'd ever seen. And he let me drive it, which is a real important component here, that experiential piece. If there's something you want in life, experience it as much as you can. Go test drive the car. Go do open houses on the type of houses that you want. Whatever it is, try to experience as much of it as you can. So he let me test drive it. I went to a magazine. This is way before the internet. And I got a picture out of a magazine of a Corvette. And I put it on the visor of this ugly four-door Granada. And within a year or two, I had a beautiful red Corvette. I want to give you a couple more examples. Just be, and this, but, but what I want to do is I want to preframe this by saying, this may sound like I'm bragging and I'm not because the things I'm going to share with you now don't even interest me anymore, but they're great for illustrative purposes. So this was back at the time when the TV show Magnum PI was out and it was, uh, it kind of dates me, but there was an actor named Tom Selleck and he drove this beautiful red Ferrari 308. I remember it well. You remember it? Yeah. And I thought that was the most amazing car I'd ever seen. Except he was so tall that he had to, he had to sit with the roof panels out. Those cars were small. Yeah, I didn't know it at the time, but I, I actually went and test drove one. I was too big for it. But I had a picture of that actual car and I put it on the visor of my Corvette. Within a year or two, I had a Maserati look just like it. Last example, car example again. I'm the guy that always wanted a Lamborghini. I mean, I had the posters in my bedroom, the, the Lamborghini Countach with the bikini girls washing the car. Yeah, all of that. I had all of that. What's interesting is my son was nine years old and he collected exotic models of cars. He had about 30 of them. He had a model of the exact same color and style Lamborghini that I ended up buying, which I ultimately wrecked, but we won't go there. But, but these get pictures of your goals. In my office where I'm talking to you now, I've got pictures of the things that are important to me now. Guys, do not underestimate the power of having these things in your peripheral and, and triggering your reticular activating system. And I'll give you one last example, and, and it relates to the goal setting, so it's relevant. And that is, 
you know, I always wanted to live on the beach. Okay. I, I lived in Denver. There's no beach in Denver. So I had pictures of palm trees. I knew I was going to live on the beach one day. And I, I, I literally dreamt about this and visualized it for 20 years. I finally ended up building this incredible mansion on the beach, $8 million house, 10,000 square feet, three stories. I mean, waterfall from the second floor into the pool, beach on one side. I had my boat houses on the backside. It was called a Gulf to Bay. I mean, this house was magnificent. And there's a, a message here, a lesson here that I want to share with your listeners. And that is about two months after I built the house, my family's inside sleeping. I'm floating in the pool at night and this pool is changing colors. It had fiber optic lighting and I mean, the pool was in magazines. The house is just unbelievable. Waterfall into the pool. I'm in the pool two months after I built it and I got depressed. And I'm like, what the hell is, how could I be depressed? I mean, I've got the the Mercedes in the garage. I've got the $100,000 boat. I've got this incredible mansion. and, And I was really depressed. What I realized when I look back on it is there were two things going on. One is, and this is what one, the first one I want to share with your listeners, is you should never achieve a big goal without having other goals lined up behind it. Because like the good book says, without a vision that people perish, I needed a vision for my future. I had no idea what I was going to do next. So that was one big piece. But the piece I really want to share is I was totally focused on me was totally focused on Rod. It's Rod, 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 Rod. How can I show the world I'm good enough? You know, I built this giant testament to my ego, this house, to prove the world I was good enough, really, which is why I built it. And it was all focused on Rod. I went and I went and bought a bunch of books. Uh, I bought, you know, Zig Ziglar, Tom Hopkins. These are, again, these books are going to date me, these guys. You know, motivational stuff, Dale Carnegie, Tony Robbins. And I got halfway through one of Tony's books, And I I have now spent 20 years following him around the planet, but this was 20 years ago when this happened. I got halfway through one of his books. I'm like, man, I'm really liking what I'm reading. So I went and saw him live and changed my life, frankly. And by the way, let me give a shout out to him. If anybody has not seen him and you could have an opportunity to see him live, just do it. Trust me, before you stop speaking. I found out that he fed families for the holidays. And I had been so focused on Rod my whole life that, you know, that was just inconceivable to me to give to other people. And I came back home and I decided to feed five families for the holidays. It was for, for Thanksgiving back then. I do it for Christmas now. But we bought turkeys. We bought big baskets of food. We went to a church and found out who needed help, found out if they had kids. We bought them toys. And we delivered these baskets just before Thanksgiving. And the third family changed my life. I walked up to this house and this lady came out of this one-bedroom shack. She had five kids in this one bedroom. And she saw the food. She started crying. Her kids came out, they saw it, they started crying. I started crying and I was hooked. The next year I did 50, the year after that I I did 100, year after that 200, I doubled it every year, 800, 1600. I paid for it up and through 2008 when things crashed. Now I formed this foundation that, you know, we get donations. But but the point is I've I've now fed 65,000 children for the holidays. I've now done over 10,000 backpacks filled with school supplies to local kids. So they, they don't even have the basic necessities for school. I've done over 10,000 teddy bears to local police departments for officers to keep in their vehicles when they encounter a child that's been traumatized. And it has been my greatest gift in life. So I want to invite your listeners. They don't have to do anything as grandiose as I just said. But I interview people on my podcast, Lifetime Cashflow Podcast, and I've interviewed a billionaire on there. I've interviewed mega, mega millionaires. And sometimes you can tell when it's someone that's super successful, but they're unfulfilled. There's a difference between success and fulfillment. Tony Robbins calls it the science of achievement versus the art of fulfillment. And I'm here to tell you, my friends, success without that piece is not success. So 
you know, I know you want financial success if you're listening to Victor. And, you know, if you don't have that other piece, you're going to be unsuccessful. So figure out a way to give back in some fashion. All right, I'll drop the mic here. I've been going crazy. No, that's great. Listen, uh, one of the things that we've, you know, I have a goal setting workshop that I host. The next one's going to be coming up first week of December for 2020. What I've discovered is that like you, the same exercise that you just described, that vision setting exercise is one that we do as well. It's extremely powerful. And there are two types of goals. There are attainment goals. And the second form of goals, which in my experience has turned out for me to be more powerful, are habit goals. Oh, I love it. What are your thoughts on that? Anyone that's a success has developed habits for success. We all have habits. Some of them serve us. Some of them don't serve us, you know, around diet, around exercise, around mindset, around the questions that we ask ourselves regularly. You need to develop successful habits. Maybe it's morning routines. I do a morning routine every morning where I'll sit and I'll do gratitude for the amazing things in my life. You know, my my beautiful bride. By the way, now I lost that house in 2008, that mansion I was talking about. I now live in a compound. I've got six buildings. It's two acres. It's magnificent. A giant main house. I've got a guest house on the water. I've got a media building with a conference center above it. With It's got a theater room in it. and I mean, just incredible. And because God's got a sense of humor, I can see my old house across the bay <laughs> that, I, that I lost. But anyway, the point is, you get all that. You achieve success by developing habits for success. You know, there's a great book about this called The Slight Edge that I give to my students. And it's just about those little decisions that you make every day that impact whether your your life's going to go up or down. And habits are such a critical component of success. I love it. I love it. So you're definitely a kindred spirit, Rod. So I know you've got an event coming up in a couple of days. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, I'm going to be in Denver on May 17th, 18th, 19th. I do three-day events, and they're not like sellathons, you know, other people will bring a bunch of speakers in to try to sell you stuff. It's just me for three days teaching you about multifamily real estate. It's an incredible event. And by the way, I'll also give your listeners my free book if they want it. I've got a 200 page book on multifamily real estate. It's like a textbook for the business. There's no fluff in it. If they text my name, Rod, to 41411, we'll give them a copy of that book. It's going on Amazon here, like literally in days for twenty four ninety five. But we'll give you, a, we'll give them a, a free copy, PDF copy, and I'll give your students a break on it uh, if they use the the promo code Expresso. Uh, I love that name, by the way. That's an awesome name for your podcast. But it's quite an event, and it, it, you know, it's drinking through a fire hose because it is all content. It's not like teasing you. It's it's everything you need to know about multifamily. But I also go into mindset. I go into the I do that goal setting a, a much more expanded version of what I just did on the call with you. We talk about you know limiting beliefs and pushing through fear and the importance of gratitude and just all these things that are relative. You know these foundational areas of your life that impact everything: your relationships, your business success, your mission and purpose in life. All of that stuff that's that's frankly more important than the real estate. We get into all of that. I've got a Facebook group, by the way, with like 26,000 people in it uh, around multifamily real estate. And I invite your listeners to check it out. It's called the multifamily. If you go to multifamilycommunity.com, it's a direct link to that Facebook group. But if you go in that group, uh, we'll approve you. It takes like about 24 hours. And you put in the word boot camp. See what people have said. There are hundreds, maybe probably over a thousand testimonials in there from people that have gone to my boot camp that unsolicitedly talk about how amazing it is. And 
I learn every time I go. It's just a gift that I'm able to do that. But this Denver one's going to be huge. And uh, we network. I'll probably have about $2 billion on stage on Saturday evening uh, on a, in a Q&A panel that goes well into the evening. We, have a, we put a cash bar in the room. It's just a blast. Uh, so we have a lot of fun, Victor. That's awesome. You come one of these days. Absolutely. And uh, I'm uh, actually part of your Facebook group. And I, have, I can tell you it's a very active group. There's a lot of people, a lot of members adding value, providing comments when questions come up. So definitely go out and join the Facebook group. It's a very active community where there's, I think, a lot of resources and folks that are willing to participate. So that's awesome. And you know what? Since you mentioned the Denver group for your break, it, um, they should actually go to rodsbootcamp.com and put in that promo code if they want to come. And I, 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 I don't know if it's $100 off or what it is that you get, but it's a pretty significant break. Yes. I mean, the, the, the tickets aren't that much anyway, okay? You know, we're talking two, 300 bucks. You can come see me for three days. It's kind of a no-brainer. So if you can make it, De- Denver is United's hub, so you can pretty much nonstop from anywhere. Would love to see you. I love it. So definitely reach out to Rod at rodsbootcamp.com, put in the discount code ESPRESSO, just like Real Estate Espresso with an E-S-P-R-E-S-S-O for 100 bucks off your tickets. Rod, great to connect with you again. Awesome. Awesome. Enjoyed it a lot. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. Thank you, Rod. For the listeners at home, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.